Blog Talk Radio. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. What's wrong with you? My first thought would be alive. Time for the Henry Show. Whatever he is, he destroys you. Daniel Digger! Come, my people, and shut their doors about thee. For power shall come to punish the meek for their inequity. For on the second day of 2012, a familiar force shall arrive to claim what is his. And it will be the end of the world as you know it. Well, obviously they're talking about the Kennedy Show in the year-end broadcast 2007 and the year-end review. It's the 2nd of January 2012. And that's it. That's the big reveal. It's not The Undertaker. It's not Chris Jericho. It's the Ken Reedy Show year-end spectacular and saw year-end awards. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to the Ken Reedy Show. Check out some archived episodes at thekenreedyshow.com. If you're listening live right now, you're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio. And like I said, there's going to be the Ken Reedy Show, the year in review. If you've got some... Things you want to talk about, 2011, want to hear what you have to say, uh, please give us a call at 347-838-9815. That number again is 347-838-9815. Let us know what you thought of the year. This year, who was your rest of the year? What was your promo of the year, match of the year, pay-per-view of the year? Let us know what you think. We're going to be revealing the Ken Reedy Show in conjunction with Saw. And if you don't know what Saw is... Saw is a, a little group of guys that I belong to, I'm, I'm with, uh, stands for Save American Wrestling. And uh, this group, we're all wrestling fans, uh, big wrestling fans. But, um, there's some things that we don't like in the world of wrestling right now, and the whole press of uh, that little, little website, that group on Facebook, is to exactly that, Save American Wrestling. So uh, hardcore wrestling fans uh, have voted on to committee, nominations were put out there, long-standing uh, voting process to an independent auditor uh, in Washington, D.C. The results came back in a sealed envelope. I don't even know all the results right now. So some presenters that are going to be calling in, I hope. Uh, <laughs> so we're hoping that they're going to call in. Um, and we're going to present the year-end uh, Saw Awards over the course of this broadcast. So, again, like I said, call in, uh, 347 9815. Uh, let us know what you thought of the year 2011. Also, what you want to see going forward. Uh, what do you want to see in the world of wrestling? What should change? What should stay the same? Because um, to me, going forward in 2012, uh, this is a year for professional wrestling uh, only because this is the first time I can remember. Uh, and I'm going to say the first time ever. If if I'm wrong, call me, let me know. But that they've set up a main event for WrestleMania a year in advance. Um, now we are 
you know, pretty much firmly entrenched into the road for WrestleMania. Beginning of the year is usually when that starts. Um, now they're they're kind of moving into a, a an interesting program with Cena and Kane, um, which you know, honestly, I'm not sure about. Um, this could work. It might not work. I, I I'm kind of offense about this. Um, it's interesting because it looks like, and I know, like this, like there's a dead horse in, in the studio right now, and I'm going to go ahead over there, and I'm going to like start beating it right now. Wait, hold on. All right, beating the dead horse right now. Um, Cena heel talk. Let's go for it. Um, I know it's been bantied about ad nauseum for quite some time, but this might be um, the first like real definitive, uh, I don't know, opening, I guess, that it really looks like maybe, perhaps, they're going in that direction. Um, embrace the hate kind of thing Kane's doing. Um, you know, could be cool. Uh, could work. It's interesting because on one hand, like, when you when you see that, I mean, Roddy Piper kind of set the tone a little bit with Cena. You know, the booze have to be getting to you. You know, they have to be bothering you. And he said no. But, they, you know, it kind of opened the door a bit. Now the whole Kane thing and Cena with the rise against the hate or rise above the hate and uh, Kane saying embrace the hate. Um, they're, they're doing like, you know, the slow burn, so to speak, um, which I find interesting. It's it's kind of a, depending on how you look at it, If if not that I ever would put Cena in this category. But if you look back to Hulk Hogan when he turned and went NWO, there was no real like, inkling, like, there wasn't Hogan kind of getting healing, like, he just, just turned, which, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, some may say, well, there was no character evolution, and there was no reason turn, and he just turned out of nowhere, and that doesn't make any sense, because people don't change on a whim, but as far as uh, it being dramatic, Hulk Hogan turning in this way was very dramatic, um, so it's similar like Cena, you know, if he just turned on a, on a dime um, out of nowhere, it would have been shocking, um, which have been cool, but there wouldn't have been any character build. So I think they're trying to build it in some way, shape, or form. But uh, to me, they got a lot of work to do heading towards Miami, uh, heading towards Rock, Cena, WrestleMania. Um, because I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, you know, it's really sold itself as of yet. And a little bit of sympathy towards John Cena. I mean, he doesn't have someone who's there. To sell this, when you get a main event for WrestleMania that you're trying to sell a year in advance, and one competitor is nowhere to be found, um, that, that's not easy for a guy to, uh, you know, have to sell that on his own. So, uh, you know, calling. What do you think of the road to WrestleMania three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five? I mean, are they doing a good job? Are they doing a good job selling uh, WrestleMania and? Um, you know, where they're going and, and what's going to be the undercard. Uh, there's a lot of rumors circulating. Now, let's let's go to the, the uh, you know, two, uh, no, one, two, one, two, January 2nd, 2012. The mystery, the promos, the vignettes, if you will. Who is that? Who is it going to be? Um, so let you guys know a little bit of news, a little bit of news and notes. I got notes. You can hear the paper. I got notes. Uh, there are reports online today. Uh, now, it's funny because there are pictures circulating of both Chris Jericho 
as well as uh, The Undertaker. Uh, now, it's, it's interesting because both those pictures say that they were uh, taken at a Memphis area airport uh, near where Raw is happening tonight. Uh, the interesting thing is that both pictures are pictures of a guy in an airport. Clearly, the picture is of The Undertaker with his lovely and talented Michelle McCool and Jericho. Now, the pictures are clearly, they, they are in an airport. It is solved that each picture is of one of them in an airport. Can I tell what airport they're actually in? Absolutely not. Uh, fall out, they make it JFK. Uh, so, uh, those reports are circulating, those pictures are circulating on the internet. Um, they could be reports just to throw us off, or they could be legit. But supposedly, pictures of Jericho and The Undertaker with Michelle Cool are circulating in the Memphis area. Uh, what does this say? Um, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, Jericho's trying to kind of throw us all off, I guess. Um, he kept uh, saying on Twitter he's done with the WWE. Uh, he's not answering any more wrestling questions. Now, we know in the past, uh, Jericho has stated on Twitter, he's out and out lied on Twitter. And, and when confronted on Twitter, uh, he's, he has said, I'm a heel, what do you expect from me? So, uh, I wouldn't take too seriously uh, Jericho saying he's done with the WWE because he might be, he might not be. Uh, the thing he, with Jericho, he is uh, firmly entrenched in his music career. Uh, Fozzie has been touring around Europe. and um, But, you know, who, who can't use a, a payday every now and again? So, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Jericho's coming back. And personally, I would like to see a run with uh, Jericho and CM Punk. I think the, the promos between the two of them heading into WrestleMania would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think Jericho is a guy uh, with the verbiage that can actually put CM Punk in his place. Um, I think that could be a, a very good program. Um, you know, in the whole, I mean, Jericho did his whole, uh, you know, I'm the best in the world that we do. Uh, whereas CM Punk now, his T-shirt's best in the world, and he gets up on the, the middle rope and yells it to the crowd as he holds his WWE Championship aloft. So, um, that could be a, a, a good program, the two of them. Heading into WrestleMania, um, who knows if that's where they're going to go. Those are the rumors circulating. Um, that's something I would like to see. Um, I think that could be really interesting, uh, the two of them uh, going back and forth. And I think they could deliver. Uh, the payoff is, is most important. When you have uh, a lead-in like that, you have a you know, two guys with verbal skills that those have, um, you know, you want to have the payoff. And I think you have two guys there that definitely could uh, pay off as far as where the match uh, would go at WrestleMania. So I, I would like to see that, but who knows? Um, the other thing is when you look at, like, the vignettes uh, for the 1-2-1-2, uh, one, two, one, two, uh, um, you know, it is... Uh, Again, a girl. Uh, there's a girl in the uh, promos as well as a, a uh, you know, guy. And they're uh, in the school and they're doing the thing. And, you know, creepy kind of, you know, kids in the school. And, um, you know, is that Undertaker and Michelle McCool? Michelle McCool was spotted um, with 
caretaker in the, in this mysterious airport shot. Um, now it could be that they're together for this uh, amazing January twelfth reveal. It could be that well they're married and they travel together. So you know, who knows? Um, the interesting thing with uh, someone did an interesting analysis online with uh, with these pros, and um, it wasn't interesting. And I'm not sure if I buy it, but uh, his theory on this was that uh, don't listen to the verbiage, watch the video more closely. And um, if you watch, like there are times when the kid, the boy, has his head down and in the corner at times, and the girl come out uh, in front and, and, get, and be the center of attention every time yeah, the, kid, the boy was kind of hiding or his head down. Um, and this guy's theory was that it is, in fact, Jericho in reference to CM Punk. And CM Punk is the chick. CM Punk's the little girl who basically, when Jericho, the little boy, was away, was able to steal that thunder, was able to take kind of that character or that that spotlight. Um, and that was his analysis of the videos, that it is, in fact, leading towards a CM Punk-Jericho confrontation. So... Who knows? Who knows? And I'd like to hear your thoughts. What are you thinking? Um, you know, is it none of them? Are we going to be shocked and there's going to be some sort of turn and, uh, you know, Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, got fired or his contract is, is up and we didn't know it and these creepy vignettes or Jeff Hardy jumping from TNA to the WWE. Ooh, could that be it? No, that's not it. But who knows? Who knows what the hell they're, they're looking at? What do you think the vignettes mean? Three four seven eight eight nine eight one five. That's three four seven eight eight nine eight one five. What is Raw going to give you tonight? And let's talk about that. Let's talk about Raw because we got a you know, special uh, year, first, first of the year super show. And uh, there's one thing. And you know, here's a good idea. Call in also. What should be WWE and TNA and ROH? Let's let's show all of them. What should be their New Year's resolutions? Let's give the companies New Year's resolutions. Okay. So what do you think their New Year's resolution should be? Um, but one of the things I think with the WWE, their New Year's resolution has to be, has to be, is you know what? If you're gonna give us these three-hour quote unquote super shows, well, give us a motherfucking super show. Enough. Enough of this crap. We miss a three-hour show, and the first hour is filler. You just throw a bunch of crap at us to make it three hours. If you're going to make a three-hour show, you know, can we have quality? Can we do, like, some stuff? The three-hour shows that WWE has thrown out there over the course of 2011, probably before, has been crap. It has been absolute crap when they throw a, a, a three-hour show at us. The two-hour shows are better than the three-hour shows. And they do all this, like, advertising, like, cramming it down our throats. Three-hour super show. You know, it's crap. So, everyone remembers, like, when they they had to kill, like, a half hour with Michael Cole embarrassing JR again. Enough with these three-hour shows. Give us quality over quantity, please. I mean, it's an old adage. Everyone knows. Quality over quantity. Um, and, and along those lines, JR, please retire. Just, I'm begging you as a wrestling fan. And, and I love, I love you. I love you as, as much as a heterosexual male can love another male who is commentating on a sport that he loves. 
Um, please, Jr. Please, just, just if I'm going to give you your rightful place behind the mic, I beg of you. I beg, please, just, just hang it up because I, I, it hurts. It hurts me, right? As a wrestling fan, in my wrestling fan heart, it hurts when I see Jr. Uh, just playing the fool, uh, you know, for Michael Cole. I mean, look, it'd be one thing if they they did something where at least it was, uh, you know, someone worthwhile. Uh, you know, if, if, if he was able to come back playing J.R. Full and now for now kind of thing, fine. You know, but, uh, you know, are they something weird where they, they actually turned Lawler and had something goofy going on between the two of them? I mean, you know, maybe, but like for Michael Cole to be doing this to Jr. I mean, it's Michael Cole. I mean, it's just—it really is just an embarrassment. And, and for a guy who, you know, I mean, my memories of wrestling as I as I go back as a fan, you know, and I love the '80s and I grew up on the '80s. And, and everyone knows, listens to this show that I, I am a Hulkamaniac, tried and true. But you know, when I look back on wrestling as as a kid and, and, and I loved I thought Gorilla Monsoon was great. I thought Heenan was great. Um, you know, there there were a lot of guys who were very good at commentating you know, back in the day. But to be honest with you, when I remember those matches, you know, I do remember moments and I do remember, you know, things that happened in the match and I remember moves and I remember like, you know, Hogan body timing Andre. You know, I remember watching uh, you know, WrestleMania three and uh, Macho Man Steamboat. Uh, there are matches that I, I remember distinctly, but I don't remember the calls, so to speak. I don't remember those moments, like what the commentator said uh, at that moment. You know, I but I remember Jr. Like when I listen, when I remember matches that Jr. did, like highlights of, of you know his. I remember that call. You know, when Foley went off the the, the top of the Hell in the Cell. Like, not only do I remember that moment, but I remember, like, he's got to be broken half. Um, you know, I remember those things. When I when I see in my mind's eye uh, Stone Cold kicking the hell out of someone uh, in the corner, I, I hear in my head he's he's stomping a mud hole and walking it dry. Uh, that's, that's what JR, to me, brought uh, to wrestling. You know, he brought that, uh, you know, that feeling. Like, you remember... Uh, that call, you remember things like that, um, and I don't know if any announcer, at least for me, brought that as as much as as he brought to the table. Um, you know, you you know, you hear in your head, if you're a baseball fan, the Giants won the pennant, the Giants won the pennant, or uh, you know, it gets by Buckner. Um, and as far as wrestling goes, and you, you remember, he was broken in half. Business is about to pick up. Uh, you know, and and that, that's what Jr. brought to to the business, and that's what Jr. brought to wrestling in general. And I, it, it really bothers me when I see him looking like a fool, uh, especially like, you know, the condition he's in now. And no disrespect, but I mean, it looks like they're they're making fun of a guy with a disability. I mean, it's me. It's really hard to watch when they do this to him. I mean, you got a guy with Bell's palsy, um, you know, trying to rap. Uh, to me, it, it's I don't know. It's it's, it's borderline mean uh, what they do with uh, with Jr. and and I I just I, I don't want to see that anymore. I just don't see uh, you know what 
what the point is of, of that uh, making fun of him. So, I mean, um, you know, please, can, can we just stop doing that? Um, but as we move on, as my dissertation, so please just retire, JR, and, and get, get Michael Cole. I revamp the whole announcing team. You know, and, and if you're out there, you're listening, like, get, I, I need a job there. So I think I could call a match better than anyone who is on the commentating team in the WWE right now. So start lobbying. Send my name to the WWE right now. Send it right now. Email the WWE and say, Ken Reedy needs to be calling. I'm going to start a petition. That has worked well for Zach Ryder. There needs to be a petition for me to call a match in the WWE. All right, I'm going to step down off my soapbox, and we're going to go to the first award. Yay! <sighs> the first award, 2011, the Saw, Save American Wrestling. Check them out. Check their website out. Check them out on, on Facebook. They want, they want to just save the business, man. want to save the business they love. Um, that's what we want. That's, what, that's all we want. We're not bad people. We do have some heels in the group, but we're a good group. First award is the first person in 2012 to be Future Endeavored. That's right. Who is most likely to be Future Endeavored in the year of our Lord 2012? And the nominees are Andy Levine. You remember him, the the winner of uh, the Tough Enough thing? We got Drew McIntyre, who, who I think has all the out in the world, but for some reason they just can't find a, you know, a, a good way to use him. JDG, Alex Riley, Sin Cara. To me, Sin Cara might be the biggest bust of 2011. The uh, lead for him. Um and he I just know I, I don't know like you saw like one or two matches with him uh, and Tyler Rex Tyler Rex you know him the guy with the the really strong muscle guy with the milly vanilla hair Tyler Rex and those are your nominees for most likely to be future endeavored and the winner is that's a drum roll. It's actually me hitting my desk, but well, we don't have much of a budget. JTG! Oh, do, do you hear that? Boo! Boo! JTG has won for the most likely to be future endeavored in the year 2012. What do you think about that? 347-838-9815. The number is 347-838-9815. Um, I gotta say, I kind of agree with that. Um, out of anyone in that group, I, I you know, I, I, to me, as much as I think Sin Cara is the biggest disappointment, they've invested a lot in him. Um, he will get a decent pop and at least a little bit of a run when he comes back from the injury. Um, Andy Levine, I feel like just to sell tough enough, they gotta give him at least a shot. Wouldn't be surprised if we see him show up in the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, maybe even eliminate one or two guys. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Tyler Rex. I think there's there's something there. Um, you know they could they they could do something with those guys. Uh, JTG, uh, uh, yeah, you know had his run on the tag. Um, really did not catch on. Um, 
as a single competitor. I think he's got some talent, um, but they really found a niche for him. Um, don't I forgot also Alex Willey, who is also a nominee. Um, again, another guy coming back from injury. Uh, he will get a big pop when he comes back. Um, you know, probably, uh, you know, have a little bit of a run. Uh, JTG is the only guy that I'm just like, where the hell are they going to go uh, now? You know, so, uh, you know, JTG definitely makes sense. Um, so he will be the one. Let's see if we're right in the year. And call in and let's see if you uh, you agree with that. Call in and let me know if you think he's going to be the one to be future endeavored. Because you never know. I mean, they, they may talk. Who knows? I mean, I, I think with Sin Cara, as much as I, you know, they invested a lot in him, uh, you know, uh, he's had his issues. Uh, you know, maybe they just cut ties and get rid of him. Uh, maybe, you know, they're they're pissed that he's kind of screwed the pooch. So, um, you know, uh, who knows? So, uh, we'll see where that goes. JTG, as far as the Saw 2011 year-end awards, is the most likely to get future endeavors. Poor JTG. Such a good guy when he was, you know, banting around his... In the tag division, um, you know, I mean, the funny thing is, and that's, you know, it's interesting when we talk about, you know, someone like JTG and characters and everything, which is why I think wrestling is kind of lacking right now. You know, once Harlem Heat, <laughs> whatever you want to call them, um, once they dissipated, once they broke up, uh, I do believe, like, once you uh, leave, like, the tag division, you're going to go out solo. Uh, one of the more important things to do is to kind of change things, change your look, change your shtick, um, something JTG did not do, or they didn't do for him, and you know, you never know sometimes, it's, it's when we talk about John Cena, is it John Cena's corny, are they writing corny shit for him, which comes first, you know, whose fault is it when a character doesn't work, um, JTG is a guy that, you know, I think they should change things up for him, you know, once the tag team ended, um, you know, why not just change change his look, change his, his verbiage, uh, you know, do something to just kind of, I don't know, like fix it, uh, tweak it a bit, you know, and, and they just didn't do it. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what they could have done with him. So, again, he's the one guy, I mean, kind of agree with that. Um, you know, I see him as someone who really just, there's no niche for him. Uh, there's nothing for him. Uh, right now in the WWE. So to me, I agree. I, I see him um, being the one to uh, probably be future. Maybe then show up in TNA. Who knows? And then everyone will be like, can TNA please stop bringing in these WWE retreads? And there'll be all sorts of like, uh, you know, outcry because he, they, you know, they brought him in and, and, and people will hate TNA more, and it'll be just a big thing. So, you know, it'll be fun. Good times. So, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, JTG. Uh, if you disagree with that, or if you agree with that, call in 347-838-9815. The number again, 347-838-9815. Also, if you think JTG should not be future-endeavored, um, why not? Where should they go with this character? Uh, let me know what you think. So, that's first ward. For the Saw Year End Award, um, we're running strong here, talking about the year in wrestling. Um, it's been an interesting year for me, and I would just like to take this opportunity right now 
for those of you who are listening, because if you're not listening, you're not, I mean, who cares? You don't know I'm saying this. Um, but thank you. Thank you uh, for being part of this show. Thank you for being uh, you know, a listener. Thank you for calling in. Uh, it's really a humbling experience, like trying to get this little show up and running and doing this live. And uh, you know, having people actually listening and actually calling in—that's kind of cool. So, uh, I really appreciate the support I've gotten. Um, I also got to thank again, uh, it Open, the uh, Sirius XM Wrestling Show. Um, you know, they've helped get me uh, a bit of an audience, so it's, it's been cool. Uh, their support, especially Dave Lagreca, who has supported me uh, through my endeavors in this uh, wonderful broadcasting world. Um, so, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you who. Uh, is on the Facebook. Thank you for responding to questions and giving opinions on the Facebook page. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate all the support, and hopefully I uh, will continue to move forward with the Candy Show and get this thing bigger and better as the year 2012 progresses. Um, and as of right now, we have a guest in studio um, that has come in of the Ken Reedy Show resident diva is in studio, and she's going to present... Uh, some awards on uh, divas, and well, I shouldn't say divas, female wrestlers, divas, knockouts, what's going on. Diva, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. So uh, before we get into the awards, uh, why don't you give us, since you're uh, the resident female expert here. You can call me the resident diva. Resident diva is good. Yes. Uh, not female expert. But just resident diva. Resident diva yes. is better. Um, what are your thoughts on the state of female wrestling now? Well, everybody knows uh, Diva or the female wrestling uh, is the most important part of professional wrestling today. Am I right? Um, But seriously, I think that... um, You really went with the seriously, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But seriously, I do think that um, there's a lot of potential in the women's wrestling today. Um, I think in Impact Wrestling, the knockouts focus more on the wrestling than the WWE Divas. Um, which is evident in the way they they portray their characters. Um, the the uh, the whole WWE um, Beth Phoenix Natalia storyline is pretty cool. You know they're they're just they're real women. They're they're athletic. They're not the Barbie dolls. But there's a little bit of a um, a gap there in the whole storyline where I feel that the um, they're, they're heels, and they're trying to portray, you know, this is how we should be. We should be strong. We shouldn't be prancing around like a Barbie doll. But it doesn't quite add up. They have their pin-up strong campaign, which is really cool. Teach young girls, maybe, you don't have to be that Barbie doll, but yet they're the heel. So that's really not what you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be the heel. So I think there's a little bit of a disconnect there. I think Impact has a little better hold on Women's Wrestling Day. Interesting. I mean, yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, the the message, uh, you know, you don't have to be a barbell. And even, you know, when when you hear outside of wrestling, when they, when they talk about uh, young women or young girls that might have uh, a, a problem, uh, you know, anorexia, bulimia, that whole thing, not to get too serious about things, but, you know, they do say, you know, the Barbie doll figure is not realistic, um, in the world, uh, you know, in the world in general, you know, that's not a realistic, you know, be yourself, be healthy, uh, you don't have to be too skinny, um, and the the divas who are heels, 
are giving that message. They're giving the message you don't have to be that, and and yet they're kind of being booed in favor of the Barbie doll image. The Kelly Kelly. Yes, who absolutely sucks. Well, yeah, she's a great. She's like a great person. You know, she seems like, you know, she's the pinup model. You know, she's they take that a little too far. You know, she's America's girl, but she's a little too orange these days. They need to lay <laughs> off self tanner. So, um, uh, anything also like I mean the knockouts. I mean, I, I think that uh, you know, wrestling wise, um, probably WWE comparing them to the knockouts, um. What do you think, comparatively speaking? I mean, I think the, the wrestling is probably a little bit better with TNA. Oh yeah, definitely. They're not. They, they're they're serious about their wrestling. I mean, they do have their their you know prancing around type girls on there, but you know, I just I think their matches more involved. Their their techniques are better. They're they're not like the Kelly Kelly uh, Bell Twins like you know three second matches where that's where people go and they. Take get their beer or they go take their bathroom break. <laughs> You're right, actually. Female wrestling has kind of become a special WWE uh, pay-per-view where, you know, that's the piss break match. That's uh, Even uh, there was one of the, uh, you know, uh, January 2nd promos, uh, the January 2nd right. events, mm-hmm. actually, as they were going into a um, pin-up strong thing, they actually cut out of that into, like, the... Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say two twelve. It's, it's one two one two January second. Uh, they went into one of those vignettes, which kind of shows WWE isn't taking their divas division seriously. Agreed. Thank you, diva. You're welcome. So, what do you think as far as these year-end awards? I think this is great. I think this is a great concept. I think you should do it every year. And uh, I think the Saw guys are out there, and they they need to call in and, and announce their people. Sounds like you're going to present an award for us? I might. Well, why don't you present an award right. for us, then? Um, I would like to present the award, the award for the best female wrestler. Can I get a drum roll, for it, please, or a dick roll? Yes, roll. This one goes out to one of my favorites, Mickey James. <sighs> Yay! Mickey James. Yeah, and to me, Mickey James is the best wrestler there is. I mean, Beth Phoenix is definitely there, but Mickey James... If I was a wrestler, I would be a Ricky James type wrestler. You know, when she when she jumped off the top of the uh, the cage that time um, in, in the uh, the impact that, that was a regular impact show. It wasn't even a pay per view, correct? If my correct. memory serves me. I mean, that was insane. So I think you know this one is well deserved. And if you, I mean, you bring up a good point with that. When was? And I bet you can't think of it. When was the last time in any female match that you had a holy shit moment? I mean, it was Mickey James off the cage. I mean, I you know most of the matches are crap. I mean, that was a. I think when Kelly Kelly actually won the belt. That's what <laughs> it was more instead of a oh shit, it was more of a oh shit kind of exactly. like reaction. But uh, yeah, I mean that was quite a moment when she got up on top of that cage. It, you know, it was one of those times. And and again, if memory serves me, that was uh, the match of the night. That was the headline match, and and. Uh, Again, you brought up a good point with TNA versus WWE. Um, could WWE right now, presently constituted, actually have a Divas match headline a Raw or SmackDown? Probably There's no right way. Now. At least right now. There's absolutely no way. Uh, whereas TNA was able to do that, and they delivered. Yeah. And Mickey James yeah. and Tara. 
yeah. put on a hell of a show. So. I, I think WWE could if they used their talent properly. If they, you know, they if they they had Natalia and Phoenix and you know even Tamina, you know, she gets nothing. Yes. I mean, if she was in with them and they really built things up, they could, but they don't. They have this this repetitive back and forth. Eve and Kelly and you know and then the Phoenix and Natalia kind of getting. I mean, let's just say for argument's sake, in, in the, I mean, you bring up, again, another good point. I mean, Tamina, you know, when you talk about, you know, we're just talking about Mickey James and the shit moment. I mean, when we've seen Tamina go off the top rope, um, she's definitely her father's daughter. Um, she can pull off the uh, snooker flying splash pretty good. Um, you know, is she someone that should be moved into that, you know, upper echelon as far as the divas go? Uh, we're talking about, you know, holy shit moments or moments where, um, you know, you can headline a, a Raw or SmackDown perhaps. Uh, Tamina might be someone to kind of give a little bit of the spotlight to. You agree? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, who would you like, let's just say for argument's sake, you, you would say that Kelly Kelly, uh, you'd like to knock down uh, a couple of pegs. Um, if right now... You know, let's just we won't we won't go through storyline. Uh, we won't figure that out. I would just say like, we're going to put together a match with with two divas that you would say this would headline a Raw. Uh, which two divas would you think could put on the best match together? Um, I guess I would say uh, that Phoenix versus Natalia would be a return. For a little build up. I do think there needs to be some build up. With but it would have to be a heck of a build-up. I think they're the only ones that had a big team. Yeah, it, it, that would be a good match. That definitely would be a, a you know, I mean, they have to at some point. I mean, somebody can't keep the two of them together forever. And they, I think they need a, like, Yes, that would be a good, I would actually, yeah, and it's funny because, like, we've been waiting, that, you know, with the Kelly Kelly, that uh, thinking that there would be a turn. But now it seems like they're doing something romantic with uh, her and Zack Ryder. So right. who knows where they're going to go. Ooh, you know it. Yeah, let's not go there. So you have another war that you'd like to present for I us. I do have another war. Hottest female. And this one is voted on by the Saw guys. Gals, I'm sure. Velvet Sky, Woo! which I'm kind of surprised that she got that over Kelly Kelly. Yes, and I, you know, I mean, I actually had a vested interest in in revealing the the hottest female. Oh, um, I say, you know, maybe in another award, the luckiest being uh, uh, in wrestling right now is is Velvet's mole. You know, the mole right on her, her, her boobie okay, okay. right there. Mm-hmm. That's probably the luckiest. All righty then. <laughs> so Velvet Sky, and I, and I heard that was actually a unanimous vote as, as the, the hottest female in professional wrestling. So She's congratulations, Velvet Sky. <laughs> She's not a bad broad. She's not a bad broad? <laughs> I wouldn't mind looking like Well, I, some of them look scary. Well, that's true. Karma. <laughs> 
and uh, Angelina Love. Oh, oh yes, okay, little, I take it back. A little scary looking. Oh, uh, definitely. Yes, definitely. I've, I've heard stories without makeup, even even scarier. So. Velvet Sky, Velvet Sky, hottest female in wrestling. Um, and uh, so I'd like to say again, if you agree, disagree, call in three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That number again is three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Um, Colin, I always think, um, I think we're, we're having some uh, difficulty, some technical difficulty, I think, with the phone line. So uh, keep trying to call in. Uh, again, yes, uh, people are calling in. They think they're on hold. It's not showing up on my switchboard. So uh, keep trying to call in. Again, 347-838-9815. Diva, thank you so much for coming in the studio. You're welcome. Um, any things you'd like to see in 2012 in the world of wrestling? I was thinking about while you were talking about I, I've heard some of the rumors and I I didn't really do a lot of research into rumors, you know. I, I'd rather just find out when it's time because, you know, it can drive you crazy. But um my personal thought that it has something to do with the McMahon family. I mean, you got the two kids, the girl the boy and the girl, you know, Sean Jane is a leave whatever job he was doing? I don't know. I, I mean, I heard he did leave. I didn't know if he was actually returning. But it is an interesting point. In my mind, the, he's with, returning. <laughs> <laughs> with the, uh, you know, the boy and the girl. You know, Stephanie um, and Stephanie that, that, that could make a lot of sense, the two of them coming back. Um, and uh, Laurenitis with his super secret texting and everything. Right, right. Um, and, and I think the whole the line with the taking back what's mine, Part of me thinks that could be Vince. I mean, I would love it. Maybe it's just pipe dream. You know, I miss him. That's just a thought. But, but, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see that something actually comes out of this big promo and something, you know, because the road to WrestleMania has begun, and hopefully it'll be a great road. A big play on Miami. John Cena does not get hurt. You imagine if, or even Rock, if one of them got rock, hurt yeah. uh, beforehand. Um, hey, you know, you bring up a, a lot of good points there. I mean, it seems like they're trying to do uh, like a Laurinaitis, CM Punk thing, and it's like a poor man's Stone Cold Vince McMahon, um, which you know could be interesting for some younger fans. But if you went through the McMahon uh, Austin era. Uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up at all. Um, so uh, you know, I just think that uh, you know, it really just doesn't work um, or work as well. Um, you know, it's always that. I, mean, I don't say cheap, but it's an easy way to kind of you know, rebel going against the boss. It, you know, that taps into all of us have ha- either have or have had a boss hated. Um, it's an easy thing. It, it taps into a visceral reaction out of a fan, um, but it, it's not as good as Stone Cold Vince McMahon. Oh, no. Besides the fact that it was, was what it was, that it was great. I mean, when you have an original. Agreed. Well, Diva, thank you so much for coming in studio and presenting an award. Uh, Hottest Diva, though. Thank you. A lot of things going on. <laughs> Maybe I'll be on that list. Maybe. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a happy new year and stay awesome. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Ken Reedy Show, President Diva. Thank you for coming in. So again, we are we are trying to rectify uh, what's going on uh, with our our uh, phones here. Um, again, the number is four seven eight eight nine eight one five. I do not have any callers on my board right now, so I am trying to figure out what is going on right now uh, with the switchboard. Um, but I don't have any callers coming in right now. Uh, obviously, click on the link to. Uh, on my Facebook page to come and listen. Um, I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on as I host the show, because you know what? Like It's not like I have a producer here. This is little old me in my little old studio, my laptop, uh, trying to host a little old podcast. So we're going to try and get to the bottom of what's going on here with the uh, switchboard. So it is 347-838-9815. Call in. Uh, Ah, uh, yeah. So we're waiting for some calls uh, for uh, people presenting uh, awards for the Saw Awards. We've, we've presented a few so far. We have JTG, the most likely to be future endeavored. Uh, we also have uh, the Diva of the Audition. I keep saying Diva of the Year. The Female Wrestler of the Year, because it's a knockout female wrestler. Mickey James and Hottest Velvet Sky. So the WWE shutout. In the female category, Pete WWE gets shut out in the female category. So um, that that should speak volumes right now. The Diva, you know, pointed out that WWE has some problems right now uh, in their Diva division. Uh, they're interesting, uh, and there's some talent there. I like uh, Beth Phoenix a lot. I think Beth Phoenix has a lot to offer. Um, I think Natalia is very talented. Um, I agree. You know, wrestling fans, they want their wrestling. Um, they don't mind. You know, we don't mind if they're hot. Hot is good, but um, hot only gets you so far. And if you are hot and you're not performing in the ring, um, you know, it's just it's just not going to cut in, you know, as much as I think, you know, you surveyed wrestling fans, male wrestling fans, and probably a bunch of female wrestling fans, uh, if they had the opportunity to bed uh, one Kelly Kelly, we would jump at the chance. But, um, you know, watching her in the ring has gotten old, and the WWE making her the focal point, um, it's just... It just doesn't work. It really just doesn't work. So, uh, now, um, this is, uh, you know, there's a, there's a problem here with the WWE and their diva division. Uh, you know, someone like, you know, if Beth Phoenix wins the belt and it seems like every non match she has, she loses. Um, you know, Alicia Fox, not impressed. Uh, Tamina, very talented. Natalia, very talented. Beth Phoenix, very talented. You know, the, these are the people that need to be at the top of uh, the wrestling world as far as uh, female wrestling goes. So um, that is my feeling on, uh, you know, female wrestlers. That is, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with my phone. I apologize to anyone who's calling in because I'm being told that people are in my queue and it's not showing up here on my uh, switchboard here. I am showing no callers. Um 
Um, hold on. I'm, I apologize. Technical difficulties. Trying to figure out what's going on um, with the callers. Uh, I'm getting no calls right now on a switchboard, so I'm trying to figure out. And people are messaging me saying they're in the queue, and I don't have anybody here on my switchboard right now. So again, I'm putting a number three four seven. Eight three eight nine eight one five. That is three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Give a call. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on uh, with the phone lines. Of course, this would happen today. Uh, last time I, I did this, uh, everything went well. Got some callers, and now it's just not coming through on my switchboard, and I don't really know why that is the case. Um, and I'm calling now with my cell phone, and I'm not on the switchboard, uh, which is great. Oh, I see here that is an English person on the on the line who is telling me to press one if I want to talk to the host. Now it tells me I'm in the host queue, but I'm not on my own switchboard. So they lie. Oh, but look, I can listen to I'm listening to myself on hold. That's awesome. See, so let's see. I actually called my show. This is Trippy, and I'm listening to myself on the phone, which I guess everyone who thinks they're on hold for my show is listening to right now. Whatever. So I don't know what's going on right now. Um, so what I am going to do is like we're going to do a little improving as I as I figure out what's going on. Um, what I want to play for you, and I'll play this later, but we'll go with this now as I try and figure out exactly what's going on with this switchboard. Um, we have nominees for the promo of the year, and to me, in my humble opinion, this might be the best promo that occurred this year. So I'd like to play this for you right now. If you remember, CM Punk shoots, quote-unquote, on Monday Night Raw, 6-27-2011. John Cena, while you you lay it there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like people in that. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am. And that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company and been vilified and hated since that day because Paul Hayden saw something 
something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else is a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split, just like I'm splitting, but the big difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with WWE Championship. Is that your promo of the year? 
Uh, is it going to be the Saw promo of the year? Who knows? But call in, 347-838-1815. And thank God, thank Lord, thank whoever, the technological being out there, we have fixed the phone problem. So we're going to go right to the phone lines. Uh, sorry you've been holding so long. Hello, caller, are you there? Are you there, caller? Hello? Video came. This is Derek. Are you there? Hey, Derek, what's going on? Hello. Are you, um, you here to present an award? Yeah, are you there? I can hear I you. Want can you hear there. I can hear you. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. All right, so you're here to present an award? Yes, I'm here to present the award for Who Needs to Just Shut the Hell Up? Who Needs to Shut the Hell Up? There are a lot of people who need to just shut the hell up. But go ahead, why don't you present the award? All right, the nominees are Booker T, Mike in Cleveland, John Cena, Michael Cole, <laughs> Eric Bischoff, and John Laurinaitis. And the winner is... Michael Cole. Michael Cole. I, you know, and I can't argue with that. <laughs> now, what do you think? Is that is that uh, would that be your winner as well? Yeah, definitely. I think he gets a little too much face time for what he brings to the product. They, they. I don't know if Josh Matthews quite has what it takes, but to me, Michael Cole tries too hard to be another Bobby Heenan, but he, he just doesn't have it. Yeah, he doesn't have the chastity of Bobby Heenan. It's interesting that you bring up Josh Matthews because I met Josh Matthews briefly in Atlanta, and I don't know if he's got the talent, but when he was talking about announcing, he definitely has the, the right philosophy on, on how to call matches and how to be a good announcer. Um, definitely talked a good game as far as uh, being a wrestling commentator. Whether he's got the skill set or not remains to be seen, but it is interesting you brought him up because I just think him and continuing with Michael Cole. They actually got me missing Jonathan Coaching. <laughs> yeah. My son got my kids playing with a toy here. Alright, your kids. <laughs> well, I thank you for calling in, and uh, you only got through. Sorry for the, the delay. So they're Garrett presenting the help award. Michael Cole, thanks for the call. All right, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. All right, so there you go. We got the Shut the Hell Up Award. Uh, Michael Cole, couldn't have it better myself. Uh, again, I think the phones are a little sketchy, but we're, we're going to get through it. We are going to persevere because that is what we do here at the Ken Reed Show because uh, it's all about you. So call in. Uh, we got some phone calls coming in, 3788-815. And we're going to go to phone lines again. Here we go. Caller, are you there? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? You're on the air. All right, all right. I just want to make sure. Um, the, a point I want to make about the um, before that award, um, before I give out the award, um, about the announcer is I'm betting that Jonathan Coachman and Todd Grisham are just sitting at ESPN just laughing right now. Um, that's that's <laughs> all I'm saying about that. Good point. 
Um, I think I can see that. Now, um, yeah, the, I mean, the award... It's John. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the, the award that I'm presenting is the biggest fall from grace of 2011. And the nominees the are... Fall. Yeah. The biggest fall. And there's a, there's a lot of big falls this year. Uh, the nominees are Ken Anderson, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, uh, John Morrison, and... Um, I forget the fifth nominee, but he didn't win. Um, the winner is John Morrison. John Morrison. Um, let me ask you, do you agree with that winner? I do. I actually, um, in, in my ballot, I put Morrison, Morrison as number one. Um, because I looked at it, Joe had already fallen before this year even started. So I I, I took him out. And I counted out Jeff Hardy because of the fact that it seems like he's coming back. He's on the uptick. So I counted him out. So I looked at Morrison and Anderson, and they both had huge falls. But since Morrison is no longer employed in WWE, I had to go with Morrison. Interesting. Yeah, and he's he's employed right now, you know, demanding a whole hell of a lot of money to uh, personal appearances. So, uh, yeah, John Morrison, biggest fall over the course of 2011. Um, thanks for your call. Uh, sorry for the whole Bye. time. Bye. Happy Thank New you. Year, man. Happy New Year. Take care. All right, so we're we're getting there. We're getting there with the phone lines again. It's sketchy at best, but we're going to get through it. 347-838-9815. Um, some interesting awards uh, given out there. Um, interesting point of the caller. uh yeah, I mean, when you think of the biggest fall, I mean, the biggest single fall would have been Jeff Hardy uh, coming to a pay-per-view, uh, bombed, uh, which was an absolute disgrace, could have hurt somebody, um, really hurt TNA a lot. Uh, I don't think you can put into words how much that hurt the company, but he is kind of on his way back. So, you know, the year, if you look at the the year with 2011, yeah, maybe the biggest biggest thing fall, but the year collectively, uh, Hardy was on the up track uh, while the year was ending. Um, I do, I, I would say I'd probably disagree with the winner, um, but look, I'm not disagreeing like, you know, passionately here. Uh, I, I see Morrison as a, a big fall, and it seemed like he was destined for big things. Um, he had some really great moments, um, especially Elimination Chamber uh, at Royal Rumble. Um, looked like he was poised for big things, and by year's end, he was out of the company. Um, but for me, uh, and granted, TNA versus WWE, but I, I would put Anderson uh, in that category, a guy that, uh, you know, to me, it's like the biggest fall. Uh, so a guy who... With Morrison, never really got to the top of the mound, never really got to um, being a headliner. Um, Grady's unemployed now, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that. But I look at Anderson as a guy who, you know, got to the top of the mountain. I mean, he was the DNA heavyweight champ. You know, he was the guy. Um, he was a headliner. Um, and over the course of the year, uh, his 
just absolutely sank. Uh, you know, he's in the shitter right now. And, and uh, uh, over the course of the rest of 2007, it was, you know, I'm a face, I'm a heel, I'm a face, I'm a heel, I'm a face, I'm a heel. I'm kind of face, but with heelish qualities. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm shut enough with the asshole. Um, that's stale. Uh, it seems like TNA doesn't know what to do with him. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's interesting to watch because he was like destined for big things in the WWE. Um, then he was, he, he got to the top of the mountain in TNA. And now it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what to do with with him as far as uh, you know, a, a character. I mean, I just he looks like. I, I mean, he could be out of TNA and out of like wrestling, you know, for all I know. So I would look at him as the biggest ball. But the winner is Morrison, John Morrison, biggest ball in 2011. Maybe the biggest back of 2012. Who knows? Who knows what future holds? But let's give out another award, shall we? The next award is going to be for Best In-Ring Technician. In-Ring Technician, which I like the way this is worded. It's not In-Ring Performer. It's In-Ring Technician. But you know what? Here at Saw and the Kendry Show, you know, we, we know what we're talking about. We know, and it's not about being a... a a superstar or a sports entertainer. It's about wrestling. It's about technical skills. So here we go. Best ending technician. And the nominees are Austin Aries, Daniel Bryant, a man with two first names, Dolph Ziggler, Davey Richards, and Randy Orton. And the winner for best ring technician is Daniel Bryan, the man with two first names, is the winner for the 2011 Best In-Ring Technician. Um, can't argue with that. Uh, you know, if you'd like to argue with that, or if you'd like to agree with that, call in. Let's discuss 347-839-815. The number again, 347-838-9815. And then everyone who's been messaging me on Facebook and everything, keep it going. If you're calling in, um, as of right now, I have zero callers uh, on my switchboard. So uh, keep calling. We'll see if we can get this thing to work. I don't know if any callers in, but if you're calling, I don't see you on the switchboard. So please make sure to keep messaging me, and I'll, I'll figure this all out. Um, Daniel Bryant, our, our world heavyweight champ right now. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? not disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. You know, I like Daniel Bryan. Prime Money, though, best in-ring technician right now uh, for me is Dolph Ziggler. I am a Ziggler guy. Um, I think Ziggler might be the best in the ring in the business right now over anybody. Um, and the one thing I like with Ziggler over Daniel Bryan is uh, not only and they're both athletic, they both um, very good very quick. Um, man, I just think Ziggler, the way he can sell other people's moves, um, that to me is is really where you know you, you make your money. I mean, that to me is really where I can appreciate someone uh, in the ring. And I think he, Ziggler's a guy that could make anybody look good. Um, he sells the hell out of other guys' moves. Um, he really is a tremendous competitor. I love watching that guy work. 
Um, I, I think he's at the top of his game right now. Uh, got a title match against Punk. Um, I'm not delusional. I don't think this guy's going to win the title, um, but I'm sure they will put on a, a very good match. Uh, so for my money, it would be Ziggler, um, but uh, you know I can't fault uh, Daniel Bryan for for winning that. Um, I do have, you know, it's interesting. And Collins, who'd you think? I honestly, I have a problem with Daniel Bryan being the World Heavyweight Champ. I know a lot of people, and I'm going against the grain with the Saw guys, but it's the World Heavyweight Champ. Heavyweight. I, I just, I've always had a problem with like a lot of the smaller guys winning uh, that title. I, I, I think heavyweight champ would be a heavyweight. Um, I have no doubts that Daniel Bryan could be, could bring dignity back to the U.S. title. Um, he could have been a very good IC title, especially the those titles were what he won for. Um, but I'm not a big fan of Daniel Bryan uh, having that belt. I just that's the way I am. Uh my feeling on things um is I, I myself, I, I am six foot, uh, about two thirty. I, I I'm a monster really, uh in the truest no I'm not but I hit the gym every now and again. You know, I'm not a small guy. My feelings on the headweight champ is that if that guy walked into a bar, I should be scared of him. I should think that is a guy I'm not gonna F. Um, now, I'm not saying Daniel Bryan could kick my ass. He definitely could kick my ass. But if he walked into a bar, I wouldn't look at that guy and say, that's not a guy to mess with. I look at a guy like Undertaker. Undertaker walks into a bar. He's not a guy I'm going to mess with. Mark Henry. Mark, Mark. I actually saw Mark Henry at a bar in Atlanta. Not a guy I'm going to mess with. Um, those are guys that I like. Even like a guy like Stone Cold. Stone Cold walks into a bar, not screwing with the guy. Um, that's where I, I just feel like the... Heavyweight champ or the WWE champ should be a very imposing figure. Um, so I'm not the biggest fan of Daniel Bryan having that belt. But tremendous talent. Uh, winner for the in-ring technician. Um, good for Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think there's only bigger things for him in the WWE uh, coming in 2012. Uh, but who knows? Here's a guy who storyline-wise is looking to cash in at WrestleMania. Um you know, does he keep this belt to WrestleMania? Does his stock drop after this? Um, they give him the belt now because they didn't think the storyline could work to WrestleMania. Was it always their plan? Who knows? But if you'd like to talk about Daniel Bryan and his merits as a heavy champ or winning best in-ring technician, or if you think someone else should have won, because I'm a, I'm a Ziggler guy. Uh, call in, let me know what you think. 347-838-815. And we have another caller on the line. Look at that. The switchboard's working well. Let me call are you there? Happy New Year, Ken. It's Dave. Happy New Year to you. How you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am doing all right. Happy New Year to you. Glad to hear from you. Uh what are your thoughts? Um, I'm overhearing about, you know, you're talking about uh Daniel Bryan doesn't look like a heavyweight, but I'm I kinda wanna make a comparison as far as um now, with UFC goes, now obviously UFC is a sport, it's legitimate, it's real. I'm not saying wrestling isn't real, it's still real to me, damn it. But um, <laughs> the smaller guys in UFC, you look at them like a BJ Penn or a George St. Pierre or, um, you know, a Frankie Edgar. Some of those guys, you know, yeah, granted they are smaller guys, but it's their technique that what makes them so badass. And I think if they were to 
not turn Daniel Bryan into an MMA-style character, but have that sort of mystique about him, I think it would kind of shatter people's uh, perceptions about about him because of his size and his look. I understand. You know, I grew up like you did watching wrestling. I mean, Hulk Hogan was, you know, the, the, a larger-than-life figure, and he was the, the heavyweight champion of the world. You know, and I used to be conditioned and believe that a lot of big guys should be the heavyweight champion, and they're believable. But over the years, I mean, I've, all, I've, I've thought about skill, too. Dolph Ziggler isn't that big of a guy either. And you know me. I, I love Dolph Ziggler. But I just think personally that um, – I think nowadays in wrestling, I think it, it's more believable, at least in my opinion, that the guy's skill and what he does in the ring is what gets him more over and makes him more believable to win just about any title other than his actual look and his appearance. All, all very good points, but I, I, I'll pose this question to you, um, and I know that you... you uh, You've even done some work in indie circuits. You're you're pretty well versed on on the whole wrestling game. Um, and this is where kind of I I wind up having a problem with a guy like Brian. Like, where do you go this Friday in in a title match with the Big Show? How would you make it believable that he can actually beat the Big Show and, and retain his title? Um. Well, let me let me go to uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, if you remember the finish of the 2004 Royal Rumble when uh, Chris Benoit um, eliminated Big Show towards the end, he had the he had like a massive chokehold on him, and he used all his might and his strength. And granted, Big Show was in the ring for a long period of time. Benoit was in there longer. If you remember, he drew number one, I believe. Um, and it took all that fatigue and and the will and the heart of a Chris Benoit to eliminate a guy of that size, um, there's two ways you can go with this. Number one, you can, if they're going to eventually turn Big Show heel, because that's where it looks like it's going, um, if I were in charge and if I were writing for them, um, I would have Big Show just basically go in there all cocky and confident, thinking that this is just going to be a walk in the park, and think he's going to beat Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan outsmarts him, and either puts him in a lapel lock or rolls him up or, you know, even Daniel, you can even have Daniel Bryan, you know, blow, blow him with the referee's back turned and, um, and, and, and walk away with the title. Or you can do a fluke win for, for Daniel Bryan. Granted, it might not be as believable, but it won't hurt Big Show. Big Show's a, 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 a big name in wrestling, no pun intended, um, and he's already got credibility and, and status, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and I think this will only help Daniel Bryan if he gets a legitimate win over Big Show. The other thing I could I could think of that they could possibly do is kind of go the route that they did with Christian earlier this year, where Daniel Bryan's got the title and he loses. Big Show gives him the weapon of mass destruction, which could knock out just about anybody looking at the size of him. And then... You could set up, you know, the, the the chase with Big Show as the heel and Daniel Bryan as the babyface, the old David versus Goliath. It it still kind of works, from what I remember, and uh, have that have that program run a few months. Um, or you could even turn Daniel Bryan heel. You know, after many chances of trying to do it, you know, and, he, and then you just get this vicious side of Daniel Bryan. You can put him with a manager, a guy like uh, Paul Heyman would be perfect for a mouthpiece for him, and just turn him into like a you know, Chris Benoit type ruthless killer for his, you know, for his size. And 
I mean, there's plenty of different possibilities you can go with it that, that I think could work, and it would only help Daniel Bryan, and it wouldn't hurt the credibility of Big Show whatsoever. All very interesting ideas. The question is, does the WWE take one of those ideas and, and makes it interesting? Because I, I think you're right. He'd probably go heel with either one of those guys um, and make it believable. Personally, I, I do kind of agree. I'd like to see Big Show. Big Show's been a face long enough. Um, I'd like to see an angry giant around for yeah. a little while. Yeah. It makes much more sense for a guy like him. Granted, he's got that, you know, that lovable teddy bear act that he's been putting on for a couple of years, but, you know, he's the biggest guy in the whole company. You know, I look at that when you, you brought that up earlier about, you know, being a heavyweight. He's the biggest guy in the whole company. Granted, he doesn't need a title to get over because his gimmick is, you know, already over more than the title. You know, but he's the biggest guy on the roster, and he should be the world heavyweight champion. You're the biggest, you're the baddest, you know. You should be the champion if you're going with that, you know, heavyweight, you know, route that you were going with earlier. Agreed. All great ideas. And thanks a lot for the call, Dave. Uh, Happy, healthy New Year to you. We'll talk soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Ted. All right, take Dave. All good ideas right there. Dave calling in, talking about doing a Brian. Um, yeah, those are believable. I mean, and I, I'm willing to accept the fact that that you know the smaller guy having the heavyweight title is just it's my hang up. I, I can admit you know, that maybe it's just my hang up, and maybe it's something I have to get over. Um, one of the things I think could be interesting with with Big's character is what if they did something? I think I don't know interesting what they did with Mark Henry um, after the pay per view. And uh, the, the promo, like, what if somewhere down the road they 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 kind of ally, uh, Big Show and Mark Henry? You know, what if what if after like all of the you know Big Show, uh, Mark Henry comes out and says, you know, you used to be a a, a badass. You know, you're the giant, you're the biggest guy in this company, and now you're you're. I mean, look at you. You're losing to guys like Daniel Bryan. You know, um, maybe you know Mark Henry kind of. Uh, has a hand in, in turning show heel and, and, you know, maybe have those two guys kind of run rough shot um, as allies over the WWE for, for a little while. And when you talk about most dominating tag team, I mean, Jesus, you put those two together for a little while. Um, I think that could be interesting and it could give, I mean, I love what they did with Mark Henry. I think Mark Henry, um, you can make the case for him wrestler of the year or storyline of the year, but, um, it could, you know, he's been doing this now for a little while. He's lost the title. Um, this could refresh, like, whole run, uh, you know, keep him as, like, a badass. And uh, maybe he has a hand in turning Big Show, especially now since, uh, you know, I do believe Mark Henry's hurt. Um, I don't know what his schedule is as far as in-ring work or what he can do right now. Maybe uh, kind of being a, a spiritual mentor, an evil adult influence, if you will, on Big Show. All good ideas. Thanks, Dave, for the call. Happy New Year to you. I uh, hope you have a great 2012. And now we are going to go to another Saw Year End Award. And this next award is the WTF Award. What the F moment of the year. And nominee for the What the F moment of the year is The Muppet Show. On Monday Night Raw, Mark Henry and Big Show break the ring. That was cool. 
CM Punk leaves the WWE forever and then returns in two weeks. James Storm wins the TNA World title on Impact. Kevin Nash returns at SummerSlam. And those are the nominees for the WTF Award. And the winner is... I think I just broke something. CM Punk leaves the WWE forever and comes back in two weeks. I really got to get like, an applause sound effect. Um, anyway, yes, so CM Punk. Um, agreed. I you know, I think I might go. I mean, depending on what you want to do as far as a WTF moment, um, as far as like an instantaneous, like, oh, my God, uh, Big Show and, and Mark Henry breaking the ring. Although the one thing with that that I hated was the fact that it happened before. So, uh, you know, they got to enough, you know, I'm going to go back to bashing commentating. That's what I'm going to do. Enough with the, I've never seen anything like this before. Enough with this, the greatest of all time. This is the most historical night in wrestling history. I've never seen this. I've never seen that. Blah, blah, blah. Enough with dealing in the realm of hyperbole every time you're calling a match. Okay? It's happened before. And we're, you know, we're not idiots. Could you just say, not since? Not since Brock Lesnar and Big Show have we seen anything like this. We, we'd never see something like this again. Um, you know, that kind of took away from that moment for me a bit because I just started getting annoyed with the uh, announcers, which kind of pissed me off. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think WWE really kind of screwed the pooch a bit with the uh, CM Punk storyline. Um, you know, when he was going to leave forever... Um, I, I really thought that, you know, they could have let it go longer. And uh, interesting, you know, call in and let me know what you think. Because we're, we're in a cyber age. We are in an age where, um, you know, the Internet, Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, it, it, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. I mean, right now, if you're not on Twitter or Facebook, people look at you like you have seven heads. I mean, it, it's all over the place. And, and it, it does beg the question, are we at a point where – can we carry or sustain a storyline purely on the internet and not on TV? Can we do that? Can the WWE do that? I know other smaller ROH tries to do it because uh, they have to, um, but can we do that? Um, and I think it would have been an interesting question to, to uh, or an interesting tactic to take with the CM Punk storyline. If there's ever a storyline that they could have done purely online, it would have been that storyline because the dirt sheets would have picked stuff up, Twitter, Facebook, uh, WWE.com could have picked stuff up, and you could have continued to have that kind of guerrilla warfare every time there was a WWE event, you know, maybe Punk was showing up, people were filming it, you know, on, on phones and on, on their uh, cameras, posting them. Um, I thought it was an exciting time to be a wrestling fan uh, when CM Punk just Shop at Comic Con, um, you know. And granted, we're all educated wrestling fans. We all know it was a work. We all know it's part of the storyline. But I think that that could have been done repeatedly. In fact, the Comic Con New York, when I heard it was scheduled, I, I actually found myself thinking, "Ooh, maybe the the, the storyline will still be going." And I started thinking, "I'm so going to Comic Con because Punk's probably going to show up there too." It kind of got me, you know, excited. Like this is going to be a cool storyline. And they brought him back in two weeks, and just I don't know. I mean, I get it that they had to 
they wanted their hottest commodity at SummerSlam. But I think if the writing was a little more interesting and a little more imaginative, they still could have had them at SummerSlam and not, you know, I, I mean, they could have had them buy a ticket, uh, which they've done before in, in certain things. They they could have had him, you know, show up in the back and maybe escorted away by security. Um, you know, I, all that would have been would have worked because I mean, as popular as Punk is right, right now, um, he's supposed to be this rebel, this renegade, and and that's what he was, then, which worked for his character. And now he's kind of the face of the company, and he's kind of, to me, slowly becoming a John Cena with tattoos. Um, he's becoming benign to me. I mean, he's a great in-ring performer. Uh, he's very entertaining on the mic. His character to me is is a little bit neutered. Um, so, I, you know, he can't be that guy. I, I don't think Punk is really that guy. He can be an anti-hero, but he can't be a hero. And, you know, with the, you know, when they did that walkout thing, which was awful, but when they did the walkout thing on Raw, how do you go with, with Punk just waging war, waging war against everything that's establishment? And then when everyone walks out, he's one of the guys that stays? You know, I mean, come on. It just didn't make sense. Um, so I will go. What what the F award, Punk returning after two weeks? And to me, that kind of completely neutered that storyline. Agree? Disagree? Call 347-838-9815. That number again, 347-838-9815. Let's go to another award, shall we? We're going to go to... Favorite push of 2011. Favorite push. For those of you who might be novices in the wrestling world, you might be listening, thinking, what's a push? And, you know, I'm going to, every so often, I'll throw out, like, kind of educate the masses on some of these wrestling terms. So push is uh, when, basically, it, it comes from when someone's being kind of pushed, pushed into the spotlight. Um, that's That's where the term comes from. And so it's when... Someone may have been uh, a mid-carder, perhaps, and uh, they're giving them a more substantial storyline. And that's that would be the, uh, where push comes from. So the favorite push of 2011. And the nominees are Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, Mark Henry, Zack Ryder. And the winner is... Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode is the winner. Favorite push of 2011. I can argue with that. I go with uh, Martinry there, but can't argue with Bobby Roode. A guy who, to me, definitely deserved to uh, get a push. Um, I was glad they turned heel. Uh, I think he works well as a heel. So, uh, you know, I I can't argue with that. I like Bobby Roode a lot. I think he's got all the talent in the world. Great in-ring guy, operated uh, guy on like, um, you know, I mean, one drawback with the guy, it does appear as if he might use soul glow in his in his hair, um, which, you know, depending on your taste, uh, hair or whatever, but, uh, you know, when you're putting soul glow in your hair in 2011, um, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe it might be time for a different haircut or something, but other than that. Bobby Roode, all the talent in the world. Bigger and better thing for him in uh, 2012. Uh, Mark Henry, another great push over the course of the year. Um, you know, it, it's funny. In in wrestling, 
characters that work are the characters that um, come close to what someone is really like. To me, you take someone's real personality, turn the volume up to 10, and that's where you know a wrestling character will work. Because a lot of these guys, honestly, they're not trained classical actors. So you need to make something that's relevant to them. And, you know, Mark Henry is a large badass. I mean, he's a big mother effer, uh, you know, who could kick the hell out of anyone who got in the way. And, you know, he's an, he seems like he could be a nice guy in real life, um, but there's probably a side of him that, you know, doesn't take any shit from anybody. Um, you know, when I was in Atlanta for WrestleMania this year, I, I saw him at a bar. Um, and someone came over to the bar and, and put their arm around him and just said, hey, what's up? And he turned and said, get your damn Alright, I don't know if you guys can hear me out there. Again, we're experiencing technical difficulties here. I'm not called. I'm. Jesus, that's like a pain in the ass today. Ooh, what to do? What to do? What to do? I got knocked off the call. Here we go. We're calling in. Allow. Okay. I hope you me out there again. More technical difficulties. Fun time. Uh, I got knocked off the uh, the call there, but I am back. Um, here we are uh, doing the show, year-end show. Uh, uh, hopefully you didn't miss much of what um, I was saying, but let's go to the next award. Next award is Tag Team of the Year. Tag Team of the Year and... The winner, the nominees are Beer Money, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, Kings of Wrestling, Pin Up Strong, Allied Express, and the Briscoe Brothers. And the winner is Beer Money. Look at that. Bobby Roode cleaning up in the Saw Awards this year. Part of Beer Money, turning on his partner towards the end of the year, uh, winning Tag Team of the Year. Um, so, Beer Money is the tag Team of the Year. Can't argue with that. Love them as a tag team. Uh be perfectly honest, I do um, like them. I like uh, Bobby Roode as a singles competitor. I like James Storm as a competitor. Um, it probably was time for them uh, to split up and be singles competitors. Um, but I do really like them as a tag team. And you know what? They're so good. Uh, you really could at some point, you know, Bobby Roode could see the error of his ways. They could bring those two together at some point. Um, but Beer Money is the tag team of the year this year. Agree? Disagree? Call in 347-838-9815. That number again, 347-839-815. We have just about uh, less than half an hour um, left in the show. So uh, call in. You want to get your calls in? Uh, you know, call in. If you're presenting an award, get your calls in now. Um, we're going to try and and get all these awards in by the end of the show. Apologies for technical difficulties. Um, 
that we've had over the course of uh, the show. But no, you guys are well, and I appreciate you listening. Uh, again, check me out. Archive shows are on the Ken Reedy Show at thekenreedyshow.com. That's thekenreedyshow.com. Check me out on Facebook, the Ken Reedy Show. On the Facebook, it's easy. Just go to Facebook, you know, where they, they search, put in the Ken Reedy Show, and you'll come right to my page. Um, they uh, yeah, they got, um, you know, I have questions there all the time about wrestling. Uh, discussion occurs on the show. Uh, let's check that out. And also be sure to check out Saw. Uh, blog on, on the Saw website, Save American Wrestling, because we are just trying to save that, that, that love, lovely, lovely, that business we love. <laughs> it's not a lovely business. Um, so, let's go to the next award. This, right now, is an important one. And like to hear Saw's if you agree or disagree with this one. The match. Of the year, 2011. This is a biggie. Punk versus Cena. Money in the Bank. Punk versus Ziggler from Monday Night Raw. Angle versus Jarrett. Lockdown. 4-0 X Division match from Destination X. Edwards versus Richards. Best in the world. And the winner is... CM Punk versus John Cena. Money in the Bank. Can't disagree with that. That would have gotten my vote match of the year. Um, not only a match that delivered uh, as far as the in-ring competition, but uh, storyline-wise, it worked. Um, and, you know, I know it's hard to come off as a Cena apologist, but let's just remember there were two, two uh, guys in that, in that match, uh, John Cena and CM Punk and both of them performed admirably. So if you're if you're listening, John Cena or CM Punk, congratulations to the two of you uh performed, which is interesting that that's match of the year, but yet Punk coming back gets the what the F moment of the year. So uh it's just more evident that they kind of screwed the pooch on that storyline that they could have uh, gone further with that because we're looking at that as a match of the year and that storyline could have been a lot better, had a lot more a leg on it, then uh, they they went with it. I mean, imagine if they were like going till till the end of the year. Imagine they they wrote it effectively enough where Punk returned like at the Rumble or something. Um, you know that could have been really really cool. Uh, but they didn't. They screwed it up. So screw you, WWE. Next award, best heel of the year, and the nominees are. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm getting the nominees here that are being sent to me, and I'm not getting the winner. Uh, best heel nominees, and I don't know who the winner is. Um, best heel, but the nominees are Bull Ray, Mark Henry, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Evan Steen are the nominees for best heel. Um, for my money, I'm going to say who I feel until I get a message here that tells me... Uh, who actually won the category, because I don't have the winner here. Um, the envelope, I don't know what to do. Um, I, I would go with, uh, it's it's a tough call. Uh, I'd probably go with Mark Henry. I think all of them had, like, real good years. Um, I think that, uh, really, uh, Bully Ray, uh, as far as guys that I'd like, uh, uh, 
look forward to hearing from. I, I do, honestly, anytime I'm watching TNA, I do really like when he's on. I find his promos incredibly entertaining. Um, I look forward to Bully Ray on the microphone um, all the time. As soon as he grabs the mic, he, he had the storyline this week. Uh, Bully Ray has got serious skills. Um, so, so I look forward to hearing him on, on the mic. Um, but Mark Henry's run this year was just absolutely phenomenal. I think I'd go with him. Um, let's go to Switchboard. We have a caller coming in. Let's see what they have to say. Caller, are you there? Hey, Ken. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. It's Bob. I got uh, <laughs> a little confusion there, but I got uh, I sent you the nominees and everything just so you'd have them there because I, I have all the rest of the winners. So... <laughs> All right, so you're going to present for us. And just to let everyone yep. know who's listening, Bob actually took the, the lead on, on all the Saw Awards. Uh, he was the one tallying all the votes and getting everything together for this. So uh, uh, thanks, Bob, for, for putting that all together. And, uh, oh, you sure. know, uh, the award's been great so far, so take it away. Okay, so you went through the nominees for the Heel of the Year there. It was uh, Mark Henry, Kevin Steen, Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziegler, and Bully Ray. And uh, kind of, I think this is probably the biggest surprise for me. The winner was actually Bully Ray. Wow, you know, like I was just saying. I mean, I, I, I it's weird. I love Mark Henry's run, um, and I probably would have went with Mark Henry, but I look forward to Bully Ray. Every, when I'm on watching TNA, I, when he grabs a mic, I, I just I'm one of the only guys right now that I'm, I'm riveted. He's uh, he's great There's, there. And the thing with uh, with Mark Henry, Mark Henry was leading this category right up until TLC. TLC, after he lost uh, to uh, Big Show, and then subsequently the way he was booked thereafter, most of the, vo- the votes that came in after that went the way of Bully Ray. And that's really where he took the lead in the category and never really looked back. Very interesting. WWE booking, writing, screws Mark Henry out of a small ward. My God. It's just the simple facts of life. We, we try to get to as close to the end of the year as we possibly could so the awards would be as true to a year end as we could get them. So, in that respect, Very it works, cool. I think. So. All right, what else you got? All right, man. Uh, well, let's see. Which category do you want to do next? Uh, you just do, you do the nominees and I'll tell you who won. I'll do it that way, or do you want to just. Uh... No, just, just take away. You, you can give us the nominees and, and the win. Why don't we just say, we'll say, uh, I guess, Wrestler of the Year till last. Oh, yeah, that's probably the best one. Um, well, since okay. we did heel, let's, uh, let's do the face. Um, to compliment the heel, of course. Uh, face of the Year for 2011, uh, the five nominees were Davey Richards, uh, Ring of Honor World Champion, uh, Zack Ryder, current U.S. champ, uh, the icon Sting from TNA, uh, Randy Orton of uh, WWE and CM Punk was the other nominee and the winner for Face of the Year of 2011 is <laughs> no real surprise CM Punk is the winner for Face of the Year for 2011 I mean after after the uh, the promo that you played earlier which is promo of the year by the way just, just time. no no point going for the nominations that one's that was the winner um, but uh yeah, right after that, his popularity, especially amongst all of us and most of the wrestling fans, by and large, he he was a runaway winner in this category. I think, actually, to me, the most surprising thing is who finished second in this category. 
And I was really surprised. Sting was actually second place. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Who was that? Sting was actually the second place winner in that category. Really? That is interesting. Yeah, that was really, I thought that was probably the most interesting thing that I'd uh, come across. Of all the guys there, I thought Randy Orton was probably the clear number two, but or Zack Ryder even. But Sting, there's a lot of support among Saw guys. It's, uh, he's uh, probably the best uh, thing going in TNA right now as far as, like, in his new role. He's doing a great job there. I think that's probably part of it, I think. But, uh, yeah, he's, he had a great year. He did have a great year, and, and it's interesting that the whole uh, Ron Hogan and, and Hogan turning face again, um, you know, that was that was a good little run, you know, in that moment uh, when Hogan saved Sting and, and Hogan coming out. I mean, it was great seeing him go back to red and yellow, and, uh, you know, those uh, old guys. You I, know, I, they I knew that was your favorite moment of the year when Hogan put the red and yellow back on. Okay. It was. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's interesting, and I do find that, you know, one of the that's lacking sometimes in, in wrestling now, I mean, for, you know, and Hogan, really, I mean, he, he can't do much at all physically. Um, right. But that night in Philadelphia, he still could work the crowd. I mean, he's still, you know, the loudest pop of the night, and it's interesting, like, you know, these older guys need to kind of share their wisdom with some of the younger guys as far as how to work a crowd, because... You know, this guy can barely walk, and yet he was still able to get the crowd to a fever pitch um, just by kind of looking at them, you know. He yeah. gives a couple of punches, they fish up, and all of a sudden the, the, the roof comes off the place. Um, you know, the younger guys really, you know, are, are unable to get that sort of reaction um, out of the crowd. Yeah, and, and, and you know me. I'm not a huge Hogan guy. I'm more of a flare guy. But... I give the devil his due. That night he was great. He really did a great job, and uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be because that that match had triggered a great all over it as far as I was. But uh, and, and, and you know what? He, Hogan he did a good job without a great thing. So he gave right, well, we, we got so okay. We have three categories left. Um, we're going to start with, uh, we'll do this one, we'll do the storyline of 2011. That's, uh, you know, the best, obviously best story, the way it was written the whole year. Um, the nominees are The Return of the Rock. We also had uh, The Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. Then we had uh, the real-life divorce uh, drama between Kurt Angle and the Jarrett's becoming a storyline in TNA Wrestling. Then, of course, was the Summer of Punk. And then uh, Kevin Steen versus Ring of Honor in, uh, of course, ROH there. And the winner of that one was... It's the Summer of Punk. As abbreviated as it was, the Summer of Punk is uh, the Saw Guy's choice for uh, Storyline of the Year 2011. And I Which is interesting that one storyline. It's just one storyline and WTF. Yeah, that, that was surprising in that regard too. Plus, I know we got there's a lot of Ring of Honor fans that are Saw guys. So I was really kind of surprised Kevin Steen didn't win this one because that's a storyline that's really been going on for the whole year since last year's final battle was took place. And I know if I had to vote, I abstained from the voting since I got to see all the results. But if I had had a vote, I would have voted for that storyline of the year. And it turns out it wouldn't have mattered. My uh, 
see you know, the uh, Summer Funk won by enough votes that my vote wouldn't matter there. But it's, uh, yeah. But Summer Funk, well, while it was happening, and it goes back to that whole WWE screw the pooch kind of thing that we've, there's been a constant theme here today. But, uh, yeah, I mean, while it was going, it was really good. So. Yeah, like I said before, I mean, I was, I was jazzed. Like, I was all set to go to Comic-Con in New York as soon as I saw that video of him at Comic-Con in San Diego where I just started thinking they're, they're going to like this is going to be an awesome storyline and again I don't know if it's plausible but if there was ever a storyline that could have been facilitated purely on the internet uh, it would have been that storyline and I mean I was excited about it I thought it was like something new something fresh uh, something for you know something for 2011 like look you know you have to go to YouTube to see, you know, what he did at Comic-Con. You've got to see what he's saying on Twitter. All that stuff was really interesting. And then all of a sudden, Cult of Personality plays, and <laughs> he's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really... If anybody was going to do it, too, because it was Punk, because Punk already has got a, such a huge presence on Twitter. He's tweeting every day. He's already out there, you know. He's kind of like Zack Ryder in that regard. All his writers, like, all the time, it seems like. But, uh... Yeah, Punk's all over Twitter. He's gets the whole social media concept of pushing yourself. I figured, and that would have been a great way to do it. Absolutely, it could have worked for sure. But uh, it no. <laughs> like I said, well, the time we had it, it was great. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, so what are we looking at next? Next category. All right, next category. We we got two left. We got uh, the biggie, of course, and then the next one here is the rivalry of 2011. That's uh, the best few, rivalry. best rivalry. We, we call it the best rivalry for 2011. And uh, the nominees were CM Punk versus the WWE, be it Vince McMahon, John Cena, or Triple H in that regard. Um, and then we had Punk versus Cena himself as one of the nominees. Uh, Christian versus Randy Orton, the great feud that they had earlier in the year. Um, and again, Kevin Steen versus Ring of Honor. That was another nominee for Rivalry of 2011. Um, Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett from uh, TNA, the few that dominated the better part of the first half of the year there. And then, um, although it was abbreviated, uh, we did get some support for the Karma versus the Divas storyline, whereas uh, Karma was just going to obliterate all of them. Karma versus the Divas was got some votes for Rivalry of the Year. But the winner for Rivalry of 2011 was... Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett. Wow. Very cool. Was, I, I would have gone there. I, that was the one that really surprised me, too. Um, I thought for sure that was Kevin Steens to win, truth be told. Or it was going to be maybe Christian Orton. But why, that was a really, for the, for the time it was going, that was a really personal rivalry, I think. That's why a lot of people remembered it. Uh, and let's face it, you put Kurt Angle with a wristwatch, and it's going to be a compelling match to watch. And Jerry can still go. He, he may not be the Jeff Jerry he was in his prime, but he can still wrestle. So the matches between them Agreed. were great. I think that's probably part of the reason why it worked. I think also it made for an interesting, uh, you know, conversation that that you know a lot of wrestling fans I knew were talking about. Uh, not only the the storyline, like if, if the storyline was morally uh, just or moral, like you know, it was kind of like 
You know, they sh- they shouldn't be using this personal stuff in, in wrestling, and and people almost have their their opinions on uh, the morality of TNA writing, as well as the storyline. So that the the storyline became a uh, doubly telling. And you're right. And then in the ring, they would deliver uh, two of them wrestling. Right. Uh, I like. I was a big fan of that uh, rivalry. I I. I like that one too. Like I said, if I'd have had a vote, but I didn't, I would have voted probably for Steam versus Ring of Honor because it was a year-long rivalry. But those six months that we had Jared versus Angle were just tremendous. I thought they were easily probably better than some of the other ones that were on there. And what did not surprise me really at all when Angle and Jared won, just based on the uh, based on the intensity of the rivalry for the short time that it was there. And again, I think now with, with wrestling, uh, you know, which, you know, back in the day, you know, we both go back a little ways. Uh, you know, we we weren't told uh, flat out that it's scripted and it's entertainment. You know, there's always that, you know, they kind of you know never broke the fourth wall and and you know you you kept a, a tightly close secret um, as far as it being scripted. Uh, so years ago, you know, you always had that. You know, I wonder if they really hate each other. I wonder, you know, it looks like they hate each other. You don't get that as much in wrestling uh, anymore. Uh, I thought the right. Kurt Angle Jarrett kind of tapped into that. You know, ooh, did, did he really just hit him, or did they? I think they really actually hate each other. You know, kind of that. You know, is this scripted, or are they really kind of saying what they want to say to each other? Uh, which you don't get a lot of in wrestling anymore, which is why I thought that we really kind of. Uh, meant, meant, made for compelling TV. It, it really did, and it's like you said, that fourth wall. It's like it's for a while there, we were kind of like, is it or isn't it? That whole you know kayfabe is pretty much dead anymore. But you saw those two guys, and you thought, oh, maybe they really don't like each other. <laughs> but uh, exactly. yeah, because with the internet and everything now, you know, oh yeah, so and so was the best man at so and so's wedding, and now they're just best of pals and blah blah blah, blah you know. And, it takes some of the, the innocence, I guess you could say, out of it. But yeah, I mean, I remember years years ago that there was a. Oh, I'm sure you, you remember uh, when Hacksaw uh, and Duggan and uh, the Iron Sheik were arrested doing blow together. Oh and, yeah. And I remember that and thinking, wait a second, those two hate each other. Like, how could they be together at a bar? Like, they they wait. That can't be. You know, nowadays you're right. It's, it's you know you hear, you know if you heard right now, uh, you know Kevin Nash and and CM Punk, you know going out to dinner together, it would be yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's just, right. it's yeah. Now, all right. All right. So well, we before right? before we get to the big one, just a couple of quick things I want to point out with some of the earlier categories as far as the closest of the voting. We had two categories that were really like razor close. Uh, the push of 2011 that Bobby Roode won, he only beat Mark Henry by two points. And wow. I think, the, the, and by the votes, it was right after, right after TLC, Bobby Roode started getting more and more of the first place ballot. So I think that's another situation where it's the, that last impression, you know, and they, they made him look weak after TLC and when he lost the match. And I think that kind of, that really that hurt him in his eyes because he was running away with this one. And then Bobby Roode started getting all the first-place votes, and that's pretty much it. Bobby Roode ended up winning the award that way. And on the uh, WTF moment, C. 
CM Punk only beat the Muppets by a point. <laughs> it was uh, it was really it was that close, and uh, I think either way you could have gone could have been the right answer for that one. But uh, CM Punk leaves the WWE, only beats uh, the Muppets by a point. And uh, I'm actually really wow. more surprised that Kevin Nash didn't get more support in this category because that was a real what the is he doing there moment for me. But uh, I think you really couldn't have gone wrong with any of the choices in those categories. That's fine. Right. The more entertaining Ross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so here it is. The moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, State of American Wrestling chooses the Wrestler of the Year for 2011. The nominees are Bobby Roode, TNA World Champion, Tag Team Champion this year. Mark Henry, of course, who had the World Heavyweight Championship run. Dolph Ziggler, who was the longest reigning WWE Champion this year as the U.S. Champion. Sam Punk, who has had uh, a couple of WWE title reigns this year. And Davey Richards, the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. The five nominees for Wrestler of the Year. And where is Big drum roll. It's the biggest one. There we go. <laughs> and where is No surprise. CM Punk is the winner for Wrestler of the Year 2011 as voted by Saw. I think that one was probably... The one of the biggest blows we have was that vote for wrestler of the year for 2011. CM Punk easily beats second place Bobby Roode. Shocking. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that one was a little anticlimactic after all the ones we've had so far. But yeah, it was CM Punk got almost all the first place votes. I think only maybe there was one. There was a couple of first place votes for one for a couple of first place votes cast to Ziggler and to Davy Richards. But uh, CM Punk got pretty much all the first place votes in that one. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. I mean I, I I don't know if he could really go another way. I mean he as much as they cut it short. I mean it, you know he did for a hot second. I mean make it cool to be a wrestling fan for a very short time. Again, we keep talking about the WWE kind of screwing the pooch with that storyline. Um, right. But I mean it was mainstream media actually up on that storyline. Uh, TMZ uh, post some stuff on their website. Uh, you know, CM Punk out in Chicago uh, celebrating his win. Um, you know, it was a very entertaining two weeks. But, uh, yeah, I it guess... Was, it, it, right. it was, uh, yeah. Right, well, I guess in the end, it seemed like he was really the only choice because, uh, I mean, Bob Rude had a nice year. Um, it was nice to see him finally fulfill his potential win the world title. But uh, Mark Henry, maybe you can make an excuse for Mark Henry, but I guess overall, I think the best year was probably pretty much clearly belonged to CM Punk. Oh yeah, and especially you know you know going with the the promo of the year. Um, and I think you know as much as we all know enough about the business to know that it was a work, and he would never have been allowed to go as long as. He went if he was going against script and against what he was supposed to say, but um, it did blur the lines a little bit. Um, it was incredibly interesting, and I remember that moment distinctly because I had it DVR'd. For whatever reason, I was doing something else that Monday night, 
And I just started getting uh from a bunch of different friends, like, wait till you see what Punk said in the Raw. And, like, did you see the promo? Did you see what he said? You're not going to believe this. And they're like, what the hell could he have possibly said? And I remember thinking, actually, you know, people are overrating this. This can't be as, as great as it as they're they're saying. And um, yeah, when I finally watched it, I was like, wow, that was that was something else. Um, I, so definitely, like, uh, you know, maybe a promo year uh, might be the moment of the year. That's uh, um, it, very good possibility. I, I, I know I was. Uh, I, I Anything else you'd like to say on our year? What's that? Is anything else you want to send me here? Go ahead with second shift. Okay. Uh, well, I was on. Let's see. I'm, I work a second shift, and I usually I'm working during uh, the times that uh, that when the wrestling shows are on. And I just was walking out the door, and I was glanced down on my phone. I got a text from uh, my buddy Shane, who's one of my best friends, and he's like, uh, "You watched Raw yet?" And I'm like, "Oh no, I'm just even working now." He's like. Just skip the whole show and go straight to the end and watch the stamp up promo. <laughs> like, really? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so I I did. I watched that first, then I went back and watched the rest of it. I was like, wow. All right, Kat. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I'll let you wrap up. Take care. Have a good one. Happy New Year's. All right, cool. Happy thanks, New Year to you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks Kat. All right, there you have it. He stole. Saw Year End Awards. Uh, again, Happy New Year, everyone who has been listening. Um, we got like two minutes left in the show, so if you want to call in, get a quick call. We've got time for like one call, 347-838-9815. Um, no Year End Awards are pretty interesting. Uh, I do think that uh, one of the things that's interesting is that uh, you know Randy Orton didn't even get a, a nomination for Wrestler of the Year. Um, interesting choice. Randy, to me... Uh, it's interesting because he didn't do, to me, anything spectacular but consistently uh, for the year. Uh, he held it down on SmackDown. Uh, it's consistent, you know, uh, strong and steady. Um, so I get it for him not to get nomination because he didn't do anything spectacular. Um, I think you could make the case for Randy having a pretty solid year. Um, in an era right now, uh, the, uh, the you know there's not enough decent faces, um, and, and John Cena is having a difficult time being uh, a face, but not being boring. Uh, you know Randy Orton is has stayed true, and I like the fact they took the the title off him. Um, I actually was doing this Wade Barrett rivalry, but um, you know Randy Orton is out with an injury now, so you know what you can do, what you can do. But again, so. We are coming to the close of the Ken Reedy Show uh, Year in Review, as well as Saw End of the Year Awards. Uh, thank you, everyone who called in, presenters, as well as offering their opinions. Uh, I, I thank you for calling in. Uh, it was a fun show. Uh, I'm thinking, um, and let me know what you think. Email me, Ken, at thekenreedyshow.com. Check me out on Facebook, uh, or just go to the website, thekenreedyshow.com. Um but once football season ends, I'm going to start going uh, 6 to 8 on Sundays at a, a normal uh, week-to-week uh, time slot. I think that would work well. So if there's a pay-per-view, it'll be right before the pay-per-view. Um, it'll kind of be a pregame. If not, we'll just do a show then. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, I don't know when I'm going to do another show, to be honest with you. But I will let you know real soon when it's scheduled. Thank you all for tuning in. 
Um, I appreciate all the love and support. Greedy signing off. Take care, everybody. <laughs>